Tyler. Oh, hello. We like Brian Cranston. Mm, I personally don't like him at all, but... No, shame. I know, he's great. So it looks like he's uh, doing a movie on Paramount Plus. Jerry and Marge go large. Yeah. Not going to lie. I'm already kind of like half half foot out the door just based on the title. Yeah, me too. I mean, tagline here is a true story of a retired couple who exploited a weakness in a lottery system. I mean, might be all right, but still not going to subscribe to Paramount Plus for it. Yeah, Paramount Press is never getting my uh, my hard-earned fucking dollars, that's for sure. No. But I mean, they're... I don't know, it's always interesting when these start, how they fill out content. But. Well, yeah, I don't... It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Not really too much to this other than, like, hey, he's doing a movie for Paramount Plus. Yeah, I have a feeling it sounds like it's going to be like a heartfelt romantic kind of comedy i think so yeah yeah i don't really know what to fucking say about that it's just like okay cool brian you you go do you yep yep have fun yeah what i am curious well not curious but what i am interested in is it looks like spielberg just signed a deal his company with netflix yeah which I find absolutely fucking hysterical given how big of a cocksucker he's been over the years towards Netflix and shit like awards and stuff. Yeah. So like that's fucking hilarious to me. Yeah. Well, cause yeah, reading this article, he seemed like a while ago, he maybe changed his tune a little bit and started doing some stuff with Apple TV. And then now he's just doing stuff for Netflix, which like you said, it's fucking hilarious because of how much he shit on it. And then yes. you realize to like, hey, actually, this is what everyone is doing. I should maybe not shit on it. Yeah. You, Steven Spielberg, are what we call a fucking gaping hypocrite. Yeah. No. Don't get me wrong. I'm all, I'm going to like, Steven Spielberg makes good movies. So I yeah. mean, like, if he puts out some good shit, I'm going to watch it. But I just find his uh, blatant hypocrisy, like, fuck the streaming services, theaters only. And I think he's trying to like salvage a little bit of his original stance by saying like, he's going to release them on Netflix. But they'll also be going theatrical. Yeah. And it's like, oh, is that the little fucking stupid ass loophole you came up in your head so that you don't feel like a hypocrite? Yeah, pretty much. It's, I always found it funny when he was saying that shit because it's like, actually, no, like there's like, especially, I mean, it's Spielberg. He's one of the best directors of all time. But like that argument went out the window when Scorsese did a Netflix movie. Yeah, he's also one of the best of all time, and it's like, really, you're gonna say that Scorsese's movie doesn't deserve to be in the Oscars? Like, yeah, get fucked. He's on the same level as you. Yeah, absolutely. But it's like I remember. If, I don't know if you've ever heard this story, but uh, when Spielberg went back to like finish his film degree in university, it was like years, years later, like in his career, mm-hmm. he went back and. Uh, to finish one of the classes he went to like the teach the teacher was like okay so you got to submit like a movie like make a movie and he was like what do you mean like i like i have oscars like you really want me to make a movie for you and the guy was like yeah 
And so, like, he came back in, and then he just dropped Schindler's list on his desk. He was like, there. And the mm. instructor was like, point proven. All right, then. I just remember reading that. It was funny. Like, some instructor was like, you have to hand in a movie to Steven Spielberg. That is, that's funny. <laughs> Off topic, but yeah. Me that. But yeah. I mean, I'm curious what this Netflix movie ends up being. It doesn't look like they give us any... Yeah, I didn't see anything as to what's coming, but... I think it's just like a deal. It's been yeah. signed, kind of thing. But... Yeah. And what else do we got here? Yeah, Jesse Eisenberg, Adrian Brody, and Riley Keough? I'm sure I butchered that last name. I... Uh... Well, that would have been the same guess I would have given it. Yeah, it's doing a doing a thriller, and I like all those people. Yeah, I, I don't. I still don't know how I feel about Jesse Eisenberg. I don't mind him when he's in what he does right, but like sometimes he ends up in movies that I feel like he has no business being in. I feel like that's kind of my thoughts on him as well. Is like when he gets the right role, he's really good, but seems like he takes roles sometimes where it's like uh you're maybe not the fit for that yeah but i mean as an actor if someone's like hey we want to offer you the role of lex luther in the new like epic batman with fucking Zack snyder he's probably like oh fuck no. yeah i want to be a part of that yeah of course but you know everyone else looking in is like you're not lex luther dude no 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 i mean the tagline for this seems weird it's like an uber driver an aspiring bodybuilder loses grip on reality like i was all right with this cast and then like the tagline thriller but then i read that and i'm like is this going to be like an indie thriller that isn't maybe good i don't know i'm guessing because it's supposed to be fucking unveiled at con film festival so yeah which I watched an indie thriller that we'll talk about later, but yeah. I'll wait till I see a trailer. Yeah. And then we got Snow White casting, Rachel Ziegler. Yeah. For Disney's live adaptation. Yeah. Sure, I can see it. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a passing resemblance. I can't say I'm surprised that. Uh, we're getting a live action Snow White. I feel like every every Disney cartoon movie that's ever come out is going to get the live action treatment as the years go by here. I'm pretty sure that's what the plan is. Yeah. Which I'm all right with like most of those that I've seen, I've enjoyed. So I'm I'm all for this. I mean, I don't really care about Snow White to be honest, but mm-hmm. I mean, they got some people behind La La Land for this, which makes me hope that it's a musical. Ugh. Which I know you don't give a fuck about, but I love me a musical, so. Ugh. And a lot of the Disney live actions have not been musicals, which is disappointing. No, I think the word you're looking for is good. Hey. That live action Aladdin was kind of a musical, and it was pretty good. It was good when they weren't singing, yeah. Come on. Yeah, I mean, sure. That seems all right. 
Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot on that either. A lot of these are just like casting stuff, right? I mean, there's not much to be. Yeah, and I haven't seen this person in anything. Like it says, she's in Spielberg's West Side Story, but that's not out yet, so. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I've seen her in anything else. Like the name doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, I don't, I like the face kind of looks familiar, but I couldn't tell you. But just looking at the side by side, I mean, it looks like she'll make a good Snow White. Yeah. Here's one that I'm kind of interested in. A new FX science fiction series with Kate Mara. Brian Tyree Henry. Yeah. That has me intrigued. Yeah. Because I like both those guys. That guy kills it in fucking Atlanta. Oh, really? I still haven't checked out Atlanta. You should. It's, it's phenomenal. I'm trying to think, because the last FX kind of sci-fi stuff was devs. Which was also like one of the greatest series ever fucking made. Yeah, that's very well done. What does it say here? Let me give this a tagline. Class of 09. It's an eight episode limited series. So I'm guessing same thing as devs, like one and done. Near future where the US criminal justice system is transformed by using artificial intelligence. So. Okay. That's an interesting premise. I can get yeah, behind that. Not too far distant future where they're I'm, relying on AI. Very, very akin to that Tom Cruise fucking movie, Minority just, Report. I was just thinking that very much Minority Report where it's like, yo, we're going to like catch you before you do it. Because mm -hmm. this AI says you're going to do it. So, I mean, yeah, there's, that's a good tagline. I mean, you can do some weird shit with that. They say... Uh, they're referencing devs in this article, so I'm trying to see if, like, is Alex Garland doing this, too? No, they're referencing dev because they said the last time FX has done, oh. like, a like a, a right-side, far-right-side sci-fi right. was with devs. Right. Yeah, I'm alright with this. Yeah, I'll definitely be adding it to the list. Yeah, it's definitely piqued my interest enough to to want to see more. Mm-hmm. Because another devs kind of limited series or something like that. I'm all right with. I wish they'd do more devs. Have they said anything about that, or is, uh, has, is it just done. been it's one it's and done? One and done. Which yeah. Then we got Jack Houston signed on for the Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah, which, which, I like him, but I. Don't want that to be remade. I like the original I'm, one. I'm impartial. I mean, I I never watched Boardwalk Empire, so I don't really have a lot to gauge on him. He was good there. And I honestly didn't overly care for The Count of Monte Cristo, the last film they did, so... That's fair. Gonna see where she lands, I suppose. I mean, I think The Count of Monte Cristo has been redone like four or five times now. So. Yeah. It's probably... I think it's one of those movies that just every ten years, they're like, hey, we should... We should remake that. And then they do. But Yeah. And we got uh Damien Giselle. This a new movie. Added a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. This is kinda quite the cast. Olivia Wilde. We got Toby Maguire. 
who is already joining Margot Robbie and Brad Pitt. Mike Jones and Phoebe Tonkin. Yeah. It's an ensemble film set in the 1920s. But do they give us a plot? No. No, they don't. No. No. Well, that's a cast. Hopefully the plot is alright. That seems like an alright cast to have. I haven't really seen Tobey Maguire do fuck all lately, so... No, he seems like... He doesn't actually do much, does he? Not that I'm aware of. See, what was the last thing he did? Pawn Sacrifice? Never heard of it. It was like that chess one about Bobby Fischer. He did that in 2014. Oh, yeah. That's probably why I never heard of it. Didn't care. Wasn't... I uh, remember that... Uh, the poker movie with Jessica Chastain about the real life story? Yeah, about how that was... That one douchebag was based on him. Yeah. Michael Sarah or Eisenberg played. Yeah. Maybe he's just got a bad rap in Hollywood now. Maybe. I heard he was coming back for the Spider-Man movies, though, so... Oh, yeah, because they were going to do that. Well, everyone keeps saying they're going to do that multiverse, but they haven't confirmed it yet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Then on to semi-exciting news again. Yeah. Supernatural prequel in the works. Yeah. The Ensign Ackles attached to narrate. So I wonder how far back. Are they going to go back to the kids? No, so they're going to do uh, the story of the parents. Oh. John and Mary, which I'm all right with. I'll be okay with it if it's actually Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, me too. I, I, don't, I don't think they'll get Jeffrey Dean Morgan for this. I don't think they will either, but that would be, that to me would make it worth watching. Yeah, me too. But, I mean, they've, haven't they tried another spinoff of Supernatural? Wasn't there another one they tried? I don't know if they actually followed through with it, but they were talking about doing a spinoff with the one chick. Right. Who right. the cop lady adopted. Yes, yes. But I don't know if anything came to fruition with that. Right. I mean, I'll give it a first look just because like I was a big fan of Supernatural, so I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, you got to think they're, they got to try to find some sort of spinoff for Supernatural just because it's still got name recognition, right? Yeah. Like it'd be, seems like some sort of spinoff is inevitable, so yeah, I'll check it out. Mm Mm-hmm. Then we got AMC. It's going to do an interview with a vampire series. Yeah, I got to say, don't really care about that. I think this could be kind of cool. But you know they're not getting Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt back. No, no, no. God, no. But I just want more AMC drama shows that aren't fucking Walking Dead. I don't know, man. They've gone downhill. I don't think AMC has it in them anymore to do no breakout smash fucking series anymore. I know, but I want them to. Because when they're good, they're good. I haven't been good for a long time, though. Like, I don't know what the management change was or who's in charge of what now, but, like, it's just... 
it's been on a steady decline ever since like season three of Walking Dead. It's just they haven't put out anything worth watching, in my opinion. No, like the only thing on AMC that I actually watch is Better Call Saul. Yeah, and I've heard that's good, but I still haven't taken the time to watch it. Yeah. It'd be nice if they got back to good drama, but it's like you said, it's... Yeah, it's weird. Like, they doubled down on Walking Dead, and that kind of almost killed them. Well, it's like they... Like, with Breaking Bad, it's like, oh, here we have this, like, sleeper success fucking TV show that all of a sudden just became synonymous as one of the greatest television series of all time. And it was just like they got over cocky over there, where they're like, oh, okay, well, we did this with this. Let's do... All right, let's try Walking Dead. Oh, this is very popular. Okay, obviously, anything that we put out here is going to be a fucking hit. And then they just started hurling garbage at the television screen. Yeah, and Walking Dead is also, like, super fascinating because, like, there was a point where that was, like, a show that was as big as Game of Thrones, almost, where it was, like, everyone was watching it. Yeah. And then, like, how many people are watching it now? I, I gave up seasons and seasons ago yeah so it's like it's it's a fascinating like thing to see is like this kind of big ass show that was like everyone was talking about it and now it's like kind of garbage like mm-hmm. how do you how do you uh butcher it that fucking bad but they find a way yeah they just get too cocky yeah i mean i'll check out the pilot of this and see if it's any good but yeah, I'll wait for your review and see what the right. other people are saying. I'm in no rush. That's fair enough. Yeah. AMC, get your shit together. Mm-hmm. It looks like Bloomhouse has shot a horror competition series? Yeah. So Seems... Bloom... Go ahead. Bloomhouse TV has entered a multi-year unscripted deal with ITV America where the first project is an agreement for a self-shot horror competition series escape the maze that sounds fucking cool so it's described as a genre themed escape and competition format which will follow individual competitors who have been locked inside a dark and mind scrambling labyrinth where they will encounter a range of physical and psychological challenges devised to make both the experience or to devise to make the experience both frightening and difficult yeah all right i'm interested i think this sounds fucking cool yeah, I'm into this. Like a Bloomhouse reality horror show? Like, yeah. As long as it's not cheesy horror. 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 Right. Right. Yeah, I'm... Uh, this is a weird thing, but I'm like kind of glad they're doing it. Yeah, I'm definitely intrigued. This is something I, I would like to see an episode of. Yeah, like I'm... The producers also did A&E's self-shot alone, which that rings a bell, but I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so what is, because it said it was ITV. Is that, yeah. an, is that an American like thing that we don't I, have here? I don't know. I, cause I've, I've heard of it, but I don't know that we have it here. Yeah. I honestly, I'm not sure. I never thought Bloomhouse would get into like reality TV, but no, they were on such a good track to like, they went from being this like independent corny horror movie to like, 
putting out some really good thrillers and some like legitimate like triple A quality horror movies and now they're dipping into reality like I I don't know part of me is weary because it's like you have a good thing going right now like your brand recognition is going through the roof in the horror community so yeah. why roll the dice and try to do a, a cheesy-esque fucking reality show but I don't know I'm not Bloomhouse so yeah yeah their story is actually fascinating how it started as like an indie horror like art house thing almost and now it's creating fucking the purge movies. Mm-hmm. Right? So. But yeah. I'll check this out. I mean, putting people through a horror reality show by the Bloomhouse people, I'm sure you can scare the shit out of some people with that. They probably yeah. got some ideas. Let's see how it pans out. Yeah. And then Smallville is getting an animated sequel? Starring the people from the original CW Smallville show. Yeah. Minus Allison Mack, obviously. Yes. Cause, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't have a whole lot to say on this. Like, I mean, cool and good for you guys for doing it, I guess. But I mean, most of the people that were in that CW show, you don't really fucking like, when was the last time you heard anything from Tom Welling? So like, is this a, oh, we just had such a great time. We're passionate about it. We'd love to do this again. And they could only get approval for a cartoon. Like, are they just clinging on to the past that made them popular? Yeah, who knows? Is this something where they're like, we really want to do this? Or it's like, they're just like desperate for the fucking good old days. I don't know. know. Either way, I don't really watch cartoon superhero movies anymore or shows or anything of the like. So like, I'll be completely honest, like. I won't watch it. I like Tom Welling as fucking Superman, and I would have thought it would have been amazing if he continued to play Superman in like the new DC movies. Don't get me like I still think that uh, his name escapes me now. Henry Cavill. Yeah, but Henry Cavill does an amazing job. But I would have been totally fine with Tom Welling continuing to play that role. But yeah, I really like the dude who was Lex Luthor. Like uh, Lex Luthor on that show. Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really liked him, so I mean like I'll I'll check this out because I like them. But Well let me know how it is. I definitely will not be. I'd be I kinda wish they would like come back for like a live action show. That would be alright. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, how do you how do you come back to that after what, ten years? Yeah, I don't think you can. For live action, yeah. Especially with all the other fucking... CW already has a Superman show right now. Yeah. So, that's probably why. Well, and some of those people did move on to do bigger things. I mean, obviously, Allison Mack's going to jail, so you're not getting her back, but, like, Kristen Kriak has been successful in her own right. And Michael Rosenbaum is pretty busy with his... His podcast is extremely popular. And I know he does a lot of writing, too. Yeah. So... That and they're sitting on fucking that residual checks from this show still, so. Like, I remember, what was it? When that Allison Mack shit first came out, there was a clip of, like, one of the cast of that show picking up his residual check, and it was just, like, a stack of, like, thousands of dollars. And he was still getting that much years later. So. Oh, I believe it. Syndication, man. Yep. Yeah, if you can get onto a CW show like this for 10 or 11 seasons, you're. You probably don't have to work again. No. No. Yeah. 
And then J.J. Abrams is bringing Madam X to HBO Max. Yeah. Which, again, I'm not sure. I, I don't know fucking anything about this character. Me neither. One hour drama that's going to be on HBO Max. I like J.J. Abrams, so I mean, this could be good. Yeah, and it seems, because you're saying this is part of like the Justice League Dark Universe, which mm-hmm. is, because they're doing that Constantine show. For HBO Max too, so I wonder if they're gonna like try to do like a Justice League Dark kind of thing on HBO Max, where it's like, uh, hey, we got a Constantine show. They said they have like that Zatanna show. So yeah, I just stopped getting my hopes up because DC can't do anything fucking right in terms of a universe. So yeah, this is true. Just gonna take this as another standalone fucking show where nothing's gonna matter and nothing's gonna impact anything else, and none of the yeah. characters will be the same. So I just, I don't get excited about DC stuff anymore because they botched it so fucking hard over the last decade and they still can't seem to figure out how to do it right. So it's just like, oh, something else from DC? Cool. Good yeah. luck. Yeah. Yeah. They're, it's kind of fascinating that they're still a fucking mess after this long. Yeah, one would figure or think that they'd be able to put their shit together, but I guess not. Yeah. I, I like I'll check this out because it's Abrams and it's DC, so I'll check it out. But yeah, then that Halo live action show, yeah, has lost both its showrunners um, for the second time. The show has been in development hell since like two thousand five. 2014. Oh, 14. Like, does this ever come out? I I don't know. I stopped paying attention to any of the fucking news about the show like a while ago just because one problem after another after another. I was like, I don't know if this is ever going to come out. So I just, until I actually see the trailer and have the official fucking release date, I just, I pay no attention to Halo anymore. Yeah. I'm trying to see if they say why they left but yeah like it's it's saying here like it's changed platforms directors and showrunners like just don't think this comes out yeah I don't I don't have hope but like I think this turns into that like Tom Hardy Splinter Cell where it's like technically still in development but it's never happening yeah maybe cause yeah which is a shame because, like, you could do a pretty cool Halo TV show. Well, especially with like the technology we have now yeah. and stuff like that. Like, it could be done super well. So I don't know, yeah, what the fuck these guys keep doing. But yeah, like I look at something like The Expanse on Amazon, and it's like you can do a big budget sci-fi like TV show, and people will watch it. Mm-hmm. It's just you got to do it right. But I think this, yeah. I'll believe, like you said, I'll believe it when, like, there's a TV show on my PBR that's the pilot. Yeah. Until then, I, I don't know that it comes out. But. Yeah, I'm not holding on hope. <laughs> yeah. What I am pumped for, though, here is Nathan Fielder's getting another series on HBO. Yeah, fuck yeah. And that, to me, is extremely exciting because Nathan, for you, was, like, one of the best fucking... Yes reality shows i've ever fucking seen yes nathan for you is fucking awesome 
like absolutely amazing. So like, I don't even need to know anything about the show other than the fact it's HBO and it's Nathan Fielder and I'm fucking on board. Yeah, me too. Especially cause like, and I don't know like how restrictive comedy central is with its talent. I'm guessing probably not that much, but, but yeah, him to just kind of do an HBO show and HBO will probably just be like, yeah, do your thing. Yeah. That's going to be amazing. Yeah. So do they say, like, what, do they give us any details on it? Uh, I honestly don't know. I didn't even, didn't even look. I didn't even need any details. I was just all on board. So it's called The Rehearsals. The description is as follows. In a world where nothing seems to ever work out as you hoped, Nathan Fielder gives people the opportunity to rehearse for their own lives. So maybe kind of seems like kind of in the vein of Nathan for you, but different concept. Yeah, sounds similar. Like not a, because Nathan for you is helping businesses, right? So maybe it's just that, but not a business. Yeah, helping people instead of businesses, maybe. In really dumb ways. Like, yeah, that seems all right. Yeah, this is cool. Then we got some casting for the boys. Mm-hmm. Lori Holden. People will know her from The Walking Dead. Is going to have a reoccurring role in season three, which I'm all right with. Mm-hmm. I liked her in The Walking Dead. Yeah, show him bad. She was on that show when it was good. So, yeah. I just want more boys. I don't really... Yeah, I don't think we put it in the news, but did you hear they like surprise dropped like some feature, like some weird Little, like web TV yeah. commercial type things? Yeah, I did. yeah. I didn't watch any of them, but I did hear about it. Yeah, neither did I. Yeah. Have they given us a release date for the boys season three? Not as far as I know. No, it's summertime. This should be around when it comes out. Oh, yeah, I guess so. So hopefully coming in the fall. Yeah. I'm more excited to see uh, oh, the Supernatural guy's part in it. Mm-hmm. I really want to see him. I'm just, the whole thing. I'm just excited yeah. about the whole thing. Yeah. Give me more of the boys. Yeah. So. But yeah, I mean, she's not a bad addition to that show. So. She's playing Crimson Countess. Sounds like a superhero. So. Yeah. So, yeah. That's all we got. Yeah, I think that's all the news this week. All right. So you watched this thing called Dave. What is that? That's the Little Dicky show. A what? Little Dicky. You know who Little Dicky is? Sounds familiar. Oh my god. I don't know. You don't know? No. He's a white rapper. Oh. Okay. He raps kind of like other rappers would, but like him as a person, like as an actual person, he's like an awkward, nerdy kind of. Okay. So they FX made a show called Dave, which is like loosely based on his life, like going from being who he was to like actually releasing a single and getting a record deal and like becoming like Lil Dicky the rapper. Okay. Okay. And it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Okay. So they, season two just fucking started up. 
taking place shortly after season one, where at the end of season one, he got his first record deal. Okay. And I, I don't know how to explain it other than it's like just this really funny fucking comedy. Okay. Okay. So I, I burned off the first couple episodes of this new season and it's just, it's right on fucking par with the first one. I'm loving every second of it. All right. Absolutely hilarious. All right. He's just so fucking awkward. Okay. I can get behind that. But it's good because they do it kind of like in the same vein as like Entourage. Like, you know how Entourage, they'd meet with other fucking celebrities and talk movies and stuff. Right. It's very similar like that where like he'll run into other rappers and talk about doing collaborations with them. And Oh, so they actually have like some other famous people? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And his his best friend in the show who then becomes his manager in the show is played by Andrew Santino. I'm not sure if you're familiar. He's a stand-up comic. He hosts Whiskey Ginger podcast, and he does Bad Friends with Bobby Lee. Okay. And he's also absolutely hilarious. Okay. All right. I might check this out. I'm always down for comedy. Yeah, it's really good. I'm a big fan. All right. So I watched that, and then, of course, uh, Rick and Morty. Okay. And new episodes of that, which is okay. just... Carrying on the Rick and Morty train, right on par. Didn't miss a beat. Fair enough. Did they drop them like all at once? No. No. Like, there's two or three out right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I never watched the show. I've seen episodes, but I've never like watched all of it. So I find with Rick and Morty, it's there's no like in the middle. You either love it or you hate it. The episodes I watched, I liked. Well, then you would like the rest because they're all they're all like that. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm a big Dan Harmon fan, so... Yeah, that's fair. So basically, they didn't skip a beat, just gave us more? Yeah, pretty much. Been pretty stellar so far. That's good, then. Then... We both checked out A Quiet Place. Part 2. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? I liked it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I liked it I mean, way more than I thought I would. Yeah, I wasn't sure how it was going to pan out, but I definitely liked kind of like the little backstory at the beginning. And I thoroughly enjoyed like, because I was always curious, like, well, what's everybody else doing? Like, did these things ruin the entire world? Is everyone fucked? Are there just like a handful of people across the planet? Yep. So to see like, spoiler alert, like the island of people because they can't fucking swim. Right. Right. Like you learn all these other interesting characteristics and like, yeah, so. I thoroughly liked it, and I thought the action scenes were a little bit better than the first one. Like, right off the hop, when they first landed, and they started fucking up the town. Oh, yeah, and you just see, like, a car go through a fucking building. Yeah. Yeah. That, and uh, the scene where the one makes it to the fucking island, and the guy's, oh. like, and Sicilian Murphy's, like, running to warn everyone, and he just starts fucking up the picnic. Yeah, yeah. How, like, just one gets onto the island, and you just see, like, how fucking gnarly those things are. Yeah. And because the first one was almost kind of like, it was almost kind of a horror movie in that way where like, you didn't really see the action too much. Like they kind of played that like almost alien-esque kind of like in the background. And then the third act kind of had like fighting one. Mm -hmm. And this one seems like it's way more of like, okay, we're out in the open. Like, let's see what these things actually do kind of thing. So yeah, I I also really like how they do like the bar sorts like they switch from like no sound to sound yeah that that part is i thought that was super well done 
Just to just like have no sound and then you just see like shit happening in the background. Like that part's really cool how they do that. Yeah, it was it was very well thought out. Whoever does that sound mixing is really good. Mm-hmm. And I really liked uh, Cillian Murphy. Yeah, I I thoroughly liked him in that movie too. I thought he did a phenomenal job. Yeah. And yeah, it, the, the whole thing just all around was great. I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah. Yeah, cuz going into it I was like how is like is this going to be able to meet up to like the standards of the first one, especially without Krasinski in it? Mhm. But then seeing it it's like it totally does. And it's kind of interesting cuz they said it's like planned for a trilogy. Yeah. So it's it's seeing like where they end it now too. It's like you kind of get like kind of some things of like okay, so like how are they gonna end this trilogy thing? And is they kind of end it where it's like, hey, we've got this thing that we can broadcast over the radio and fuck with them, right? So it's like, yeah, yeah. I I thought it was really good. Yeah, very 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 happy with it. Yeah, and it's still like I thought too had that. Like, it maintained that kind of, like, tight feeling of the first one. Because the first one basically took place on the farm. Mm-hmm. And then kind of branched out after that. And, like, I thought that was that worked really well for the first one. And I think that kind of captured that as well. Because it only takes place in, like, two or three places, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly, like, for how much I liked it, I thought I'd have a whole lot more to, like, say and gush over it. But, I mean, just go see it. If you like the first one, you're going to really enjoy the second one. Yeah. I, th- I think that's it. Like, if you like the first one, you'll like this one. I think it's totally on par with the first one. Mm-hmm. So, see. So yeah. I decided to check out uh, that ice road with Liam Neeson. Mm. I, that it wasn't good. It wasn't Shocker. good. It wasn't good. I am I'm shocked and dismayed. I think you should watch it just because of how ridiculous the ice road shit gets. I think I'm probably not going to. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, he fucking creates an ice wave and then rams a truck into fucking some ice spear. It's fucking, it's fucking stupid. It's yeah, fucking I, stupid. I could have told you that just from seeing the fucking trailer that that was going to be a dumpster fire of a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it, it absolutely was. Um, like the, even like I was hoping like, just give me some decent action scenes. Uh, even those weren't that good. Yeah, it was, he should stop doing those action movies. Yeah. Well, I thought at one point he was, but yeah, clearly the money's just too fucking good. Yeah, apparently, but yeah, it's like, it was just, it was bad all around. Like, yeah, I don't really have much more to say about this one other than don't watch it that's fine i you honestly don't have to say another fucking word you could have just said <laughs> liam neeson's new movie sucked yeah and i would have been like yeah i support that fucking decision yeah yeah so and then i decided to check out some animated stuff so they're doing they're adapting the batman long halloween graphic novel in a two-parter I checked out part one, and if you have read that graphic novel, it is totally just that. I have not read that graphic novel. Fair enough. And uh, my surprise, uh, that Supernatural guy, Jensen Ackles, mm-hmm. 
plays the voice of Batman. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Which, uh, usually it's Kevin Conroy or someone else, but, but yeah, I was like, oh shit, that's the guy from Supernatural. But if you have read that graphic novel and you're kind of hoping for a decent adaption, then check it out because it totally is. Good to know. Given that you, you haven't read that, there's probably not much more to say. No, I haven't read it. I also, just for some reason, the cartoon versions of any of that stuff, I'm just not, never really been into. That's fair. Every once in a while, I get like an urge to watch one, and then I usually find whatever the newest one is and check it out. But Like, it was a miracle that I even ended up watching uh, Amazon's Invincible. Right. I still haven't checked that out. Well, if those are in your wheelhouse, then you'll fucking love Invincible. Yeah, I've been meaning to, just haven't got around to it. The soundtrack, man. The quickest way to my movie and television show loving heart is a solid fucking soundtrack. And whoever's in charge of the fucking music for that TV series, they deserve all the fucking praise because they nailed every fucking song they picked for that show. Really? Oh, yeah. Hmm. That's a good thing when they like get that right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And then I checked out... False positive. So I was curious about this one because I saw the trailer or sorry, I saw the movie poster and read the synopsis and I like Pierce Brosnan. So I was like, interesting. I just haven't watched it yet, but yeah. So I, I I saw like the poster too and I was like, okay, Justin Throx, Pierce Brosnan. I like that duo. And I think this is one of the worst movies I've seen in a good long time. Oh, like it's just fucking bad. It's like, maybe it's just me, but I did not have a good time with this. So, are you going to watch it? No, no. (laughs) After, after you're opening, like how bad it is, I probably won't. It wasn't, it was never high on the priority list. It was always just, uh, if I need something to watch and I can't decide, maybe I'll throw it on. But, uh, given your initial review there, uh, no, I probably won't watch it at this point. Okay. Feel free. Okay, so so spoilers if someone actually wants to watch this pile of trash. But essentially, like, the tagline is, like, Justin Thorax and his wife are trying to get pregnant, and they can't. You're killing me with that pronunciation. Okay. It's Thoreau. Thoreau? Okay. I'm terrible with last names. You should know this. You should know <laughs> yeah, this by I now. I know, I know. Okay, Thoreau, okay. So they're trying to get pregnant, and they can't. So they go to this clinic that Pierce Brosnan runs. And he's like an old buddy of Justin's. And so they're like trying to like get pregnant and they talk to him and lo and behold, he's able to help them get pregnant. And so it goes through about like them dealing with this and she's like trying to deal with like some weird side effects or something. And then it turns out that like she ends up having like triplets, like they're like, oh, you're not like, like you don't have one, you have three, and it's like a boy and like, or two boys and like a girl or something. Okay. And so they they do this, and then they go for like a checkup, and Pierce Brosnan is like, okay, we got to kill two of them because uh, they're they're all not healthy, so we got to like abort two. It's like, all right, and she's all like, no, I want to keep like the girl, and like not the not the two boys or whatever, and uh, and so they have like this stupid argument about all of this 
and then everyone's like okay yeah we'll, we'll keep the girl and so pierce brosman and justin behind her back like agreed to keep the boys so they do the procedure and like kill the one and fucking so that happens and then she ends up giving birth and realizes like oh shit this isn't like what i thought like it's like the two boys and then it turns out that like actually pierce brosman is the one like like he put his sperm in her instead of the husband and then she like goes on a fucking rampage in his office and then kills him and then they end the movie she's like at the house like where they live and she's holding these two boys and they float out a window fucking peter pan style out of nowhere what yeah and, and then and then she's like goes back to the clinic and like finds this like dead placenta and then the movie ends and i was like what the fuck is this like yeah i definitely won't be watching that now for yeah. sure for sure that sounds terrible that, yeah that doesn't make any fucking sense it doesn't it doesn't like someone decided they were gonna make some sort of like offbeat super artistic movie that's supposed to be thought-provoking and then it turns out it's just a huge pile of trash exactly exactly what this is because i watched it and i was like that that was meant to be like one of those like indie thrillers that's like but like what you all just described to me like like i assume this has like at least a a semi-typical runtime of around 90 minutes and like everything you just described it's like you could do all of that inside like 20 minutes with like complete full explanation like how did they drag that plot over 90 minutes is where my head's going right now i have no idea but they did they did man all right it was it was terrible like the uh, like the first act i was like okay Thriller, like, okay, what's going on here? Like, Brassman's got this weird clinic. I was like, okay, like, I can get behind this. And then, like, they just kept dragging it out. And I was like, I'm not into this. Like, get to the point. Like, get to the point of the story. And then the third act, all this fucking weird bullshit happens. And I was like, what? Like, fucking wrote that. Like, came out of nowhere. They fucking float out a window. Peter Pan. What? The other... I'm also struggling here because, like, in my personal opinion, like, Pierce Brosnan and Justin Theroux are phenomenal actors. They, yeah. They, they both have, like, quite a lengthy list behind them of just amazing things that they've done on or worked on and done yeah. in their past. Yeah. So, like, did neither of them read the fucking script to this? I don't know. Because that's exactly why I watched it. I was like, both of these guys are amazing. But, like... I'm just looking up the Rotten Tomatoes scores. And yeah, this is probably, uh, this all seems about right. So it's got a critic score of 47%, which I think is very high. The audience score is 14. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think 14 is actually too high. That's, <laughs> that's fair. But, but yeah, like it's, it, it's like you said, like it's weird. Like, it, how did you get both of those guys to sign on to this? Yeah, like, is this a, oh, I owe a buddy a favor, so fuck it, I'll do it? Or is it like, ah, shit, I haven't made anything in a while, I could use a paycheck coming in, I'll just sign my name to the first thing that comes through? I don't know, but shit is fucking bad. Okay, good to know. It's, uh, yeah, it was like, like I, and it's funny, because, like, I knew nothing about it going in. 
like I just saw it pop up. I think it was like on an app I have or something that is like what's coming out this week. I was like, all right, I'll check that out. Like I know nothing about this, but I like all them. And then I watched it and I was like, holy shit, even with no expectations, I fucking wanted to shoot myself. Like, yeah. Don't watch it. Terrible. Yeah, no, I'm not going to. (laughs) Wasn't really overly interested to begin with, but super not interested at all anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So. But that's about all I've watched this this week. Yeah, I can't say I have anything else really. Been another slow week work. Fair enough. So. Well. As always, if you have any questions or anything like that, comments, feel free to shoot us an email. Tune in through the static at gmail.com. Other than that, that's all I got. All right. I'll catch you on the next one. Later.